South Africa is seeing the rise of a new kind of politics. The 2021 municipal elections saw the lowest voter turnout ever and support for the ANC dropped to below 50%, a record low. The official opposition, the DA, also lost some support, which led to almost 70 hung councils. In the weeks since the local government elections, coalition talks have been the order of the day. So who has benefited? I'm Catherine Rice, a multimedia journalist for News24, and this is The Story. This week, we'll find out how the smaller political parties have been wielding significant power and what it all means for the future of South Africa. You're listening to The Story. It's a podcast by News24. We'll speak to journalists and experts about the week's biggest story. This is what we saw, heard and uncovered this week. We're now joined by Assistant Editor for In-Depth News at News24, Peter Detoy. Thank you for your time. Peter, it's been a tense week for political parties and there have certainly been some surprises. The DA has won the mayorships in Karolini and the city of Johannesburg. How did that happen? Not to forget the city of Tswane, the capital of the republic. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it, was a, it was a massive week for for politics in this country, and I would argue the biggest change, uh, the biggest realignment of politics we've seen in the country since 1994. And it was due to an opposition vote, an opposition block vote, which decided to give these cities, or to the, the mayoralties rather, to the to the DA. The, the key, of course, was the support of the EFF. The EFF and the DA, of course, are as polar opposites as you can imagine and as you can can get. So the support from the EFF to the DA was crucial, um, but it will make governing in future very hard simply because they are um, uh, on the on the opposite scales of, of the political ideological spectrum. But it was a massive week. Um, the ANC have now lost control of the biggest and the most important uh, metros in, in, in the country, uh, in those in Gauteng, the, the economic heartbeat of the country, the administrative capital of the country, the historic home of the struggle, which is Johannesburg. So a significant body blow to the ANC see they just managed to hang on to Ekuruleni on on Wednesday um, but this we you know we, we might be carried away by personality clashes and Helen Zilla having a go at, at, at Herman Mashaba on social media but that's not the big story the big story is uh, the acceleration of the ANC's decline well exactly I mean opposition parties really seem to be on a mission to topple the ANC at all costs what are your thoughts on that? Look, uh, it's it's not something that uh, is is sustainable. I would argue, um, yes, uh, it it was important to remove the ANC from government in these metropolitan municipalities from the opposition's point of view. That was their their main uh, objective. But that won't that won't serve them in the long term. They're going to have to come around a common set of principles. They're going to have to agree on a common set of principles um, so that they can govern. Um, it's not enough to say that they just and that they just want to get rid of the ANC. Um, They're going to have to get a shared set of values so that they can deliver to the people of those metropolitan municipalities. Um, It might have been important to remove the ANC, yes, but now we need to kick on and move forward. And those opposition parties will be punished at the ballot box if they are unable to deliver. Um, And that's the big test for them over the next five years. Peter, tell us about Herman Mashaba's party, Action SA. Mashaba withdrew his mayoral candidacy in Johannesburg earlier this week and ended up supporting the DA. 
Yes, look, Mashaba's Mashaba's been the story of the election, hasn't he? Um, he was uh, the DA's. He was the DA mayor in Johannesburg for for around three years, where he led a minority government under very difficult circumstances. Left the party under quite quite acrimonious under, under serious acrimony in uh, end of twenty nineteen. Formed his own movement called Action SA and did very well. Garnered uh, more than sixteen percent of the votes in Johannesburg, which made him a significant player, given how the vote or the how our votes was distributed among the parties. So 16% that, that he was able to bring to the table was quite significant. And and he's been, you know, it's 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 been interesting to see how he's been um, having a go at his former party colleagues in the DA. They've been uh, at pains to, to show the rest of the country that there is no love lost, but they're going to have to find a way to work together. Uh, both Mashaba and Action SA, John Steenhuisen and the DA, will have to put their egos aside and will have to put aside the differences that they've got with each other to, to work together to make the city of Johannesburg uh, function. What's interesting about Action SA is the fact that they are not in a formal coalition agreement with the DA and other parties in Johannesburg, but they're on the verge of concluding a formal coalition agreement in Twane, which is going to make a massive difference in governance there. Because if the DA, Action SA, the Freedom Front Plus, ACDP, and one or two smaller parties can conclude a formal a coalition agreement in Twane, that would mean they're going to have a majority government, which would mean that they'll be able to govern unencumbered for five years, which will not be the case in Johannesburg. But Mashaba is certainly a charismatic figure, someone that has secured a lot of support across the racial and social spectrum in Johannesburg. Lots of support in Soweto, lots of support in, in the northern suburbs of Johannesburg, and lots of support up and down uh, the class the, the class divides that we still have in the city. Peter, what about the DA and the EFF? The DA was very vocal in its campaigning that it would not strike any deals with the EFF. Well, they've been forced to work together with the, with, the, with the EFF. There won't be any formal coalition, Catherine. There won't be a formal coalition agreement between the DA and the EFF. So, so that's not going to happen. The EFF's purpose was to get the ANC out of power, to unseat them. Uh, it literally, from the EFF's perspective, was the, the, the lesser of two evils. And in their mind, the DA is still an evil, but a lesser of the two evils. So, so they gave their votes to the DA, not to support the DA, uh, but in opposition to the ANC. So it's going to be extraordinarily difficult for the new Johannesburg mayor in uh, in Johannesburg uh, and Ikuruleni and, and, and to a lesser extent in Twane uh, to ensure that they are able to govern without giving away too much to the EFF but trying to keep them on board as well. In Johannesburg and Ekuruleni, which will be minority governments, the, the DA mayor will not be able to pass a budget without the support of the EFF. So you're going to have a situation definitely in the next couple of years in Johannesburg and Ekuruleni where the, the budgets will be blocked because the DA mayor uh, and, and, and her supporters, which might or might not include Action SA and other parties, will be unable to pass the budget because the EFF will be unhappy about it. So the EFF uh, is in a position where they will be able to claim their pound of flesh, where they will be able to make certain demands of the, e of the DA mayoralty. So it's going to be a difficult tap dance for both the EFF and the DA, but the EFF certainly, um, are, they, they do not hold executive power. They are outside of the mayor's parlor. 
So if something succeeds, if Johannesburg and Ekurileni over the next couple of years score some successes, the EFF will be able to say, look, these successes are or did occur because of our support. And when something crashes and if, if, if a budget is defeated, they will also be, t- be able to turn around and say, look, look what the DA government is doing. They can't even govern properly. So they're in a, a position where they don't have to govern, where they don't have executive power, but where they can, can claim some victories without putting their, without putting skin in the game. But Peter, is there not a risk of infighting and political chaos with such fractured coalitions in place? Absolutely. We're going to see a lot of fractiousness. We're going to see a lot of infighting. We're going to see a lot of dysfunction. We are going to see an enormous amount of of indecisiveness over the next couple of years. In Johannesburg and Ikuruleni, there will be no formal arrangements uh, between the DA and other opposition parties. They will co-govern on a case-by-case basis, which means whenever a a, a contentious issue serves in front of council, they will vote on a case-by-case basis. So there won't be blanket support given to the DA's mayor uh, and the DA's DA's mayoral committee. So it is going to lead to a lot of instability and that's the nature of coalition governments. If you cannot conclude a formal coalition agreement, that's what's going to happen and that's what's going to happen in Johannesburg and Ekuruleni, which is why Tswane where a formal coalition agreement could be reached between opposition parties, uh, cutting out the EFF and the ANC, that will be a whole different ballgame. Because I think in 20, you're going to see five years of stability, uh, or could see five years of stability rather, unless the, uh, unless the coalition agreement falls apart. Uh, but in Johannesburg and Ekuruleni, there will be a lot of instability. Well, thank you for those insights. That was Peter Detoy, Assistant Editor for In-Depth News at News24. We're now joined by political analyst Davi Skoltz. Davi, thank you for your time. Do you think the recent developments in the municipal elections have been a wake-up call for the ANC? Absolutely, Catherine. So, look, I think this is a horrific result for the ANC, um, much worse than we would have anticipated. And, you know, in the past, the ANC has... Uh, been punished by voters staying away from the polls, some of the traditional voters. In this election, yes, indeed, that happened again. Voters stayed away. But also in unprecedented numbers, former ANC voters came out to vote against the ANC, not just staying away, actually actively voting against the ANC for, for many of the opposition parties. And so I think that's why we see the ANC, you know, struggling um, in places that it had easily won in the past, places like Etiquini, which was under 50%, that's where Durban is, uh, in Maluti Apufong, in the Free State, which was far under 50%, even Ekuruleni, where it, it was governing quite easily in the lo- after the last election, under 50%. Um, and then, you know, place, place in, in key municipalities across the rest of the country, you know, like there's a bunch of municipalities in, in Bumalanga, like... Lekwa, that the you know the ANC's lost for the first time, and and of course um, you know still struggling in in all of the metros that it struggled in last time, like Johannesburg and and Chwane. So I think it's a massive wake up call for the ANC and some real reflection required on what the party can do now to try to turn around the situation. Davi, we've already seen disruptions in council sittings in, for example, Etiquini. Is there not a real risk that we'll see more and more of these kind of disruptions and infighting? I mean, do you think these coalitions are ready to capably govern? Look, I think the, the, the coalition arrangements, and I wouldn't even call them coalition arrangements, are incre- incredibly fragile um, at the moment. And, and we need to reflect just on how we got to where we are, right? So, um, in, in particularly in the Gauteng metros, no one reached 50%, right? And I think we know there was a sort of frenzied attempt 
after the election, particularly by Action SA, the DA and others, to try to negotiate solid coalition agreements, you know, signed coalition agreements on shared you know, values and principles and shared plans and whatever. Um, and, and they failed. They were not able to make a deal um, between the Action SA, the DA and some of the other small uh, opposition parties. And so I honestly believe that going into the elections of this week, the DA was fully expecting to lose those mayoral elections. They were expecting the ANC to govern these municipalities because they were unable to make a deal. Uh, and I think what has transpired is quite a clever move by all of the opposition parties, particularly Action SA and the EFF, to, without the DA expecting it and without the DA's knowledge and potentially even against the DA's will, voting for these DA mayors to put them in place and forcing them back to come to the negotiating table to actually hammer out the deal. Because, of course, the DA may have won these mayoral elections now and may have the, the positions now in many of these councils, but they can't get anything done in any of these councils without the you know, votes of particularly Action SA, COP, the UDM, and the Freedom Front Plus, and in some councils um, like Ikuruleni, also not without the EFF. And so the DA faces a choice. Either it can sit and do nothing, which I think is the worst possible answer, it can vacate its current positions, or it can hammer out a real deal with these opposition parties that have put it in place to be able to govern effectively. And I think the DA will be um, now uh, strongly incentivized to, trust to hammer out a new deal. So I think the other opposition parties have essentially forced the DA's hand in trying to come to a coalition agreement now. Davi, people want service delivery. Do you think South Africans will see an improvement as a result of these new developments at play? Surely things can't get worse, but will they improve is the question. Look, we can only speculate, right? Like, let's let's give it time. We need to see what's going to happen and how the coalition governments are going to, to deliver. I think one thing that we know from you know, electoral politics everywhere in the world is that when there is competition, when political parties are concerned about re-election, when voters have choices, service delivery over time typically improves. And so I think from that perspective, you know, from a very theoretical political science perspective, the, the fact that the political parties, all of them, have been put on notice by the voters in this election is probably in the long term very good for service delivery. Um, however, the complexity of coalition negotiations and coalition governance is something we are still working on in South Africa, right? We're a young democracy. We haven't had this. Um, all of the political parties, we're all trying to figure this out collectively together, to be honest. Um, and so it's probably going to be bumpy, right? Um, but you're right. I, you know, I think we're coming off a very low base here. So it's probably movement in the right direction. Davi, you know, how are these smaller parties actually going to be able to align, though, in terms of policymaking? Maturity is going to be required, particularly from the small parties, but actually also the large parties, because they do need to give a voice to these small parties, right, um, to to kind of make reciprocal constructive deals, make those set those deals in stone to be able to have a workable basis to work from and then implement and then work. Um, and so it's very much possible, we've seen it all across the world, it's just incumbent on the parties now to be mature uh, enough to be able to actually make make these deals and work from a, a stable basis. What happens with hung municipalities who are not able to form coalitions and how much time do they have left to get coalitions together? Look, remember, it's it's not always necessarily required to form a coalition, right? Um, you can have a vote-by-vote vote arrangement where you, you, you've not made a coalition. That's actually what the, the current status quo is, right, for the DA in a place like the city of Johannesburg. They don't have any coalition partners. They have, what, 28% of the vote in their governing. Um, on every single decision, on every single vote, 
they need to consult with the rest of council to get to consensus or to, to get to 50% plus one. So, um, you know, there's no, there's no deadline on, um, on creating a coalition. Um, they, they can continue in this way. The problem is that it's chaotic and quite challenging. And remember, at any point in time, the ANC can bring forth or another party can bring forth a motion of no confidence in the mayor. And then the mayor needs 50% plus one of the council to stay in place. So, you know, the, the, the councils can continue. And, 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 you know, the setup is called minority governments, right? So where you have you have a, a mayor that only has the minority of um, of the council in support, um, and then on every single decision they need to go to council for consensus. It's not ideal because it's difficult for governance and difficult for decision making, um, and that's why it would be ideal to make coalition agreements. But theoretically, things can continue as it is now indefinitely. The rise of this new political era that we are seeing, how do you think it will impact national government elections in 2024? Look, I think there's a couple of things to say here. The first thing is that. You know, historically, voters have been incredibly loyal to their political parties and in particular to the ANC. I think I think what this experience has shown is that the sky doesn't fall uh, fall down when voters choose to vote for someone else and when another party comes into government. So there's going to be a lot of people in South Africa that now for the first time ever get to experience governance from a party that's not the ANC. Yeah. There are alternatives. And I think it's going to it's going to contribute to the change momentum that is clearly, with, you know, taking hold within the electorate. There's a lot of people who are frustrated with the ANC who chose not to vote. There's a lot of people who are frustrated with the ANC who did go vote. And I think seeing alternative governments in action for good or for bad is probably going to contribute towards the momentum of, you know, the voters' willingness and openness to consider alternatives, which is just bad news for the ANC. Well, thank you so much for your time. That was Darby Skoltz, political analyst. That's all we have time for this week. I'm Catherine Rice, and this episode was produced with the help of Amy Gibbings.